It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Being recorded at the G Family Performance Center in Edmond, Oklahoma, and produced on the 12th floor of 50 Penn Place, the home of 1340 The Game and News Radio 1000 KTOK in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. This is the Locked On Thunder Podcast Weekend Edition. I am your gracious and humble host, Eric G, welcoming you into the show and thanking you so much for making us a part of your weekend. Before I get to the rundown of today's show, I've got to tell you, I was watching ESPN and I just heard a guy on ESPN. They were taking ESPN was taking snippets from ESPN Radio in New York City, I, I, I presume, of people calling in about the Chris Stapps Porzingis trade. And they had a snippet of a guy saying that this was the worst day of his life. Chris Stapps Porzingis going from the Knicks to the Dallas Mavericks is the worst day of this guy's life. I don't know about you. I can tell you right now what the number one and number two worst days of my life were. And I won't go into details, but there is an unequivocal number one and an unequivocal number two. And it had nothing to do with guys moving team. Look, Kevin Durant going from Oklahoma City to Golden State was bad. And it forced me to give up my 4th of July Still nowhere close to the worst day of my life because I was still talking sports on the radio at that time. So unequivocally still winning, still winning at that point. And I've used that word too much now in the early part of the podcast. But if that is the worst day of your life and you're a young Knicks fan, I have to assume that this guy's a young Knicks fan because this isn't getting rid of guys like Charles Oakley or John Starks or... Patrick Ewing. It's it's Chris Stapps Porzingis who's often injured. If this is the worst day of your life and you're a Knicks fan and you know that they're going to screw up free agency, then it's 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 not going to get any better. I feel sorry for you. Maybe you should change your allegiance and root for the Thunder and listen to our podcast. Um, speaking of the Knicks, in segment number three, we'll hear from Gavin Shaw of Locked On Knicks. He'll talk about the Chris Stapps Porzingis trade. Plus, if you didn't see what happened last night in San Antonio, uh, classic, typical San Antonio w- w- that went down last night. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about why Steven Adams didn't make the all-star team. Do I have a major problem with it compared to the guys who made it in front of him? And if you didn't hear what Charles Barkley had to say about the Lakers being a dirty team, the Lakers colluding with Anthony Davis and LeBron James and their agent to get Anthony Davis, to get AD from Knopp, All the way over to LAL, we're going to play that for you today, and I'll tell you if I agree with Charles Barkley or not. If you like what you hear, please subscribe to this podcast at LockedOnPodcast.com or LockedOnThunder.com, and of course, the easiest way to get the Locked On Thunder podcast is just ask Alexa by saying, Alexa, play Locked On Thunder podcast, or Google, hey Google, play Locked On Thunder podcast. 
Congratulations to Russell Westbrook. You made your eighth All-Star game. That is a record for the Oklahoma City Thunder franchise. That is the most All-Star appearances in franchise history. You were tied with Kevin Durant at seven. You have now exceeded that at eight. And I would imagine it would go on to be nine, 10, 11, 12. However long Russell Westbrook plays, I can't imagine that there will be a year that he is not selected to the All-Star game as either a starter or a reserve. Maybe late in his career, when his skills start to diminish, you won't see him get picked as a starter. But I think the older Russell Westbrook gets with time and with service and because of how much he is respected by his peers in the league, which, hey, doesn't matter what we think of him as the media. does not matter what... A lot of people may think of him outside of Oklahoma City as a fan base. Russell Westbrook is definitely respected in the NBA. He'll get that benefit of the doubt vote. He'll get that Kobe Bryant vote where people will want to put him in the All-Star game to give him one last hurrah. And that is great for Russell Westbrook, but it doesn't do Steven Adams a whole lot of good. Adams not making the All-Star game despite having a good showing from the players and the fans in the early voting he doesn't get in over Anthony Davis, Nikola uh, Jokic, Carl Anthony Towns, and LaMarcus Allridge. And quite frankly, I don't have a problem with any of those guys getting in over Steven Adams. I would love to have seen Steven Adams get in. Steven Adams is great for the NBA. He's great for the Oklahoma City Thunder. His skill set is his skill set is more appreciated by his peers then maybe maybe than it is by by just your casual fan in the NBA. He Steven Adams is appreciated for being a throwback center, which is great which okay, let's just talk about this for a second the hypocrisy of this. Steven Adams skill set as your as a prototypical throwback center is appreciated by those that play in the NBA. Coaches and players always talk about how they don't want to play Steven Adams. They're quick to mention his strength, his rebounding ability, his ability to score in the paint. But in this day and age of you needing to have multiple skill sets, and when I say multiple, essentially what that loosely translates to is you've got to be able to shoot the three. Because Steven Adams does not have that, and every one of those guys that we just mentioned in the front court can do it better than Steven Adams, they're going to continue to get the nod over him because they're going to be seen as more versatile, thus equaling to being more of an all-star than what Steven Adams is. It's not fair. Um, is it necessarily right? I don't think this is a I don't think this is a situation of a being right or wrong. I think this is just a situation of this is where we are in the NBA. And being able to shoot the three, no matter what position you are on the court, and in today's in today's age of the NBA, you're supposed to be positionless. Steven Adams is not. He's definitely, he is one of the few players in the NBA who are completely, totally defined by their position. And there aren't too many other places that you can put him on the court. And when it comes to selecting guys for these games, and when you leave it up to players who are on the court night in, night out, and are being told by coaches that this is what you have to have in order to survive, then guys that we just mentioned, every guy that we just mentioned is going to get the nod over Steven Adams. I was even looking on in the Eastern 
team. The, the guys that made it from the East, well, I guess it won't necessarily be an Eastern team because you've got the draft and everything else. But uh, Vujicic, Chris Middleton, Blake Griffin. Um, Yeah, I might have taken Steven Adams over one or two of those guys. But I don't even know if in the East, the players and the coaches would have selected him the way that these guys were selected. And what sucks for the Thunder is, is when you think about the day and age of the Thunder Big Three, or the day and age of the Big Three, and how it applies to the Oklahoma City Thunder, it feels like the Thunder have always had that third guy get slighted. Whether it was Serge Ibaka when Kevin Durant was here, uh, running alongside of Russell Westbrook, now whether it's Steven Adams... I think the only guy that would not have gotten slided as a Thunder Big 3 was James Harden. I think had James Harden stayed in Oklahoma City and been willing to accept what the Thunder were offering him, and the Thunder and him were able to figure out a way to make it work, Kevin Durant, James Harden, and Russell Westbrook all would have eventually made the All-Star. Now, there's always going to be the argument that all three would never have been as good as they are now had they stayed together. But you have to think that they would have been pretty darn good. And I, I still, I, I think we got to, um, it, it's very dangerous to think that Kevin Durant would have stayed here just because of, of James Harden. I think there were a lot of other players, a lot of other plays, players and plays at Factor that, that ended up leading Kevin Durant to go to Golden State. But Harden is the only guy I can really think of that would have been appreciated by the rest of the NBA to sort of get that nod. And, and I don't know if we'll ever see a quote-unquote big three where there's three guys from Oklahoma City all going at once to the NBA All-Star game. And honestly, I'm okay with that. I, I, I'm fine with that. I hate it for Steven Adams because I, I want that legend of Adams to grow. I want him to become one of the most marketable, popular players in the NBA because he it just his personality leans to that. But if the Thunder continue to win and they continue to make playoff appearances and they continue to make, or they can start making runs in the playoffs, let's let's put it that way. They were making runs in the playoffs, that stopped. But if they can, they can continue, they can start making runs in the playoffs. And we can say, every year that, A, we know the Thunder are going to be 500. We know that they're going to be in the playoff mix, and we know when they get into the playoffs, they're going to have an opportunity to go to the Western Conference Finals and possibly play for an NBA championship. Then as a fan base, we got it pretty darn good. And if all we can really moan and complain about is being nitpicky about whether or not Steven Adams or somebody else didn't get into the All-Star game in a year that we thought that they deserved it, then... We're rich beyond our wildest dreams. And right now in Oklahoma City, things are good. If you're listening to this podcast and you're not an Oklahoma City Thunder fan, not to sound like I'm bragging or being that fan that that's just that's new money or understands the abundance. No, things in Oklahoma City are good. There's no reason to apologize to be a Thunder fan. Just enjoy the ride while it's going on. And it's been going on now for a good 10 years. This is the Locked on Thunder podcast. I am Eric G. Coming up next, if you didn't hear what Charles Barkley had to say about the Lakers colluding to get Anthony Davis to New Orleans, you're not going to want to miss it. And I'll tell you whether or not I agree coming up next. Hi, I'm Jake from Locked on. There's a lot to say when buying a new home or car, but really the first words you want to say are, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. 
And trust me, as someone named Jake, that is a fact. That's the phrase that will help you feel good knowing that you have people who could help you find the right coverage for the things you want to protect. Insurance doesn't need to be complicated with a State Farm agent. With so many coverage options, it feels good knowing you can find what fits you because your situation is unique. And State Farm is there to help you feel supported with the coverage you need for your car, your home, and even boats, motorcycles, RVs, and other things that matter to you. And when you need ways to get help, don't yell or be angry because State Farm gives you options there too, in person or on the phone with your local agent or on statefarm.com or their award-winning app. State Farm lets you do things your way. So when you need help protecting the things that matter most, remember to say, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. We have several sponsors at the Locked On Podcast Network, and one sponsor that should always be a part of the Locked On Thunder Podcast. Just very generic until I until I get a brand. Just very generic coffee. Coffee been fueling the Locked On Thunder Podcast since late February of 2018. I'm almost doing this a year. This is awesome. I've almost done this podcast for a year, and um. I can't thank you enough uh, for supporting this podcast and listening to it every day. It's been fantastic. And I can't thank Coffee enough for uh, helping me get through these podcasts on days when, when you stay up late after watching Thunder Games or going to Thunder Games, especially on the West Coast. So thank you. from And I'm being sincere now. Thank you from the bottom of my heart uh, for listening to this podcast day after day. And if you want to continue to listen, just ask your smart speaker. Alexa, play Locked on Thunder podcast, or hey Google, play Locked on Thunder podcast. And yes, thank you, Coffee, as I'm drinking you this morning to get through it. Charles Barkley last night on the NBA on TNT, which incidentally is the best show on television. Hands down, sports, non-sports, that is the best show that we've got going on television doesn't matter what your debate show is politically. It doesn't matter what your debate show is sports-wise, music-wise, entertainment-wise. I don't care. Nothing has the chemistry on that show beaten, period. Now, to Charles Barkley. Here's what Charles Barkley had to say about the Lakers and Anthony Davis and LeBron James all colluding to get AD from NOP to LAL. Let me say this, too. Adam Silver needs to block that trade. Why? Uh, I, I don't like what the Lakers are doing. I don't think it's right. I don't what think the Lakers are doing? Yes, I don't think. What, what did they do? We're collusion. Like, and you know it's collusion. How's it collusion? Well, because you know. Listen. <laughs> How is it collusion? When you share an agent. It's with, business. Listen, let's tell you something. Rich Paul got mad at me because I said a month ago, I said, oh, the fix is in. Anthony Davis going to the Lakers. It's before all this rumor started. And he says, Charles, I don't, he didn't like me saying the fix was in. The fix has been in. I don't. I, I think Commissioner Stern, who I like a lot, need to come out and says, "Hey, we can trade Anthony Davis, but he cannot go to the Lakers. Uh, we cannot have players and agents colluding to stack, to, to, to stack super teams." I agree with him. I I, I totally agree with, with with Charles Barkley on this. I I put a, I put a stop to this immediately if I'm Adam Silver, and and he's right. David Stern would have. There are times that I disagreed with David Stern. There are a lot of things that David Stern did that I didn't like. I thought the dress code for the players was ridiculous because the NBA is 
the NBA is a sport that that glorifies the individual, that markets the individual, that allows guys to really be themselves more so than any other sport that we've got. You don't really see that in Major League Baseball. You certainly don't see it in the NFL. The NBA, there was no reason for a dress code. That was ridiculous. There was actually no reason for the Hornets to go back to New Orleans and eventually become the Pelicans. It's something I disagree with David Stern on. But those things happen. David Stern would not have allowed this to happen. This this shouldn't happen. The Lakers should not have the opportunity to get Anthony Davis until he's a free agent. And even then, I would be very skeptical if that happened if I'm Adam Silver. Now, to an extent, you can't stop it. Okay, you can't stop a guy when he's a free agent from going to play where he wants to play. Even if there is collusion and you find the Lakers, you strip him of draft picks... Ultimately, if that's where Anthony Davis wants to go, Anthony Davis is going to end up in Los Angeles. And that's that's the part of a free agency and an extent to being a fan is, is, is a good thing because it gives you opportunity to have players like this. But the Lakers, the Lakers aren't getting a strong enough message from the league. They're not getting a strong enough message for agents. And the Lakers themselves, and the, they're really the... I, I'm not, and I'm not saying that they're the only organization to do it. I'm sure that there are others that we just haven't heard about. But the Lakers seem to really have an attitude that they run the NBA and they can do whatever they want when they want. And maybe some of this is get back because they weren't allowed to get Chris Paul when they tried to trade when they tried to trade for him when he was at the Hornets. So maybe they what they did with Paul George, what they're doing with Anthony Davis now is them saying, okay, well, you screwed us once. Fine, we're just going to take every opportunity that we have because you're you're kind of powerless to stop us. That I get. But Magic and the Bus family, Jeannie, I guess, who's running, and Rob Palenka all need a strong message sent to them. So this is, this is Adam Silver's opportunity to not only send that message, but also give hope to small markets that you're not going to have to worry about the Lakers in the future colluding to get your players. And that's really what all we want as the small market teams is to know that we've got a fighting chance to maintain our players. Now, part of that goes on the organization who is the small market team. You've got to win. You've got to create an environment that guys want to be around. It worked for Oklahoma City with Paul George. It didn't necessarily work with Oklahoma City for Kevin Durant. And it doesn't look like it's working out for New Orleans when it comes to Anthony Davis. But the Thunder have proven that if you give players an opportunity to win and you lay out a vision that they can buy into, they will stick around, they will play because the great advantage you have in in today's NBA, and because it's all about marketing of the player than necessarily it is the team, if you're Russell Westbrook, does that Laker brand help you out a little bit more? Sure. I mean, it's a more notable brand, but... If you're a spectacular player, you've got style, you've got swag, you're somebody that you can market on a poster, people are going to buy your jerseys, people are going to buy your shoes, people are going to buy your posters, and it doesn't necessarily matter what team you're a part of. And certainly the and certainly you, you can do that here in Oklahoma City. Both Paul George and Russell Westbrook are doing it. Would Paul George be more marketable in Los Angeles? Yeah, I could see him and LeBron James doing a few more commercials together, but so far... Things are working out good. And as much as I want to hammer on the Lakers and I don't really like the way they're going about their business, you can't absolve New Orleans 
or any other small market for not doing everything they possibly can to keep these players and unfortunately you just got to be more creative than the big markets which means you have to trade you have to take risk and do all sorts of things to make sure that your guys like what you're doing here and they certainly and they understand your division or they understand what what your vision is for this team that's what it all comes down to this is the Locked on Thunder podcast I am Eric G coming up next on LOT we'll close this weekend podcast out by talking about bats yes bats they made an appearance in San Antonio last night Um, why I think this is great we'll talk about that here on LOT the NBA playoffs are right around the corner and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama every Monday Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league helping to break down the NBA playoffs Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You're listening to the Locked On Thunder Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm Eric G. Thank you for joining us today here on LOT. Remember, the easiest way to get the Locked On Thunder Podcast is just say, Alexa, play Locked On Thunder Podcast, or hey, Google, play Locked On Thunder Podcast, and you can do that with any podcast in the Locked On Podcast Network, like Locked On Sooners. Hey, Google, play Locked On Sooners. Alexa, play Locked On Sooners. You can subscribe at LockedOnPodcast.com. You can even you can even subscribe at LockedOnThunder.com and Apple iTunes. It's all right here. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team, every single day. I like to throw that extra word in there. I have no idea why. Chris Tapsporzingas goes from the Knicks to the Dallas Mavericks. Wesley Matthews Jr. is now a Nick along with, or Wesley Matthews is, and Dennis Smith Jr., is a neck. Um, well, I bet everybody in Dallas is just happy to get rid of Dennis Smith Jr. Um, as much as, as much as they're probably doing backflips over getting Chris Stapps Porzingis, getting rid of Dennis Smith Jr. may be the biggest win for the Dallas Mavericks right now, just because you've got a malcontent out of out of the locker room. And remember, when it comes to Chris Stapps, he hasn't been healthy, hasn't played in a year. I would be still be a little bit leery of this trade if I was Dallas. As far as the Knicks go, they clear $73 million in cap space. But let's face it, if you're a Knicks fan, even though on the New York Post there was a picture of Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, and Zion Williamson from Duke, I think we can all agree that the Knicks have a tendency to screw these things up when really, when they're really handed a pot of gold. So with that... Um, you know what? Let's go to Gavin Shaw. He'll have more on this. He's embedded with the Knicks. He's our Locked On Knicks host, and here he is on the Locked On Thunder podcast. Hey, guys. This is Gavin Shaw with Locked On Knicks. Um, a little bit of big news today. Chris Stapps Porzingis traded to the Dallas Mavericks along with Tim Hardaway, Trey Burke, and Courtney Lee for Dennis Smith Jr., Wesley Matthews, DeAndre Jordan, and two first-round picks, one of which is top 10 protected, neither of which will convey before the 2021 season. So this sort of played out like a horror movie. If you're a longtime Knicks fan like I am, 
you know this is Linux history. Whenever something can go wrong, it will go wrong, and probably in the most torturous way possible. And that's exactly what happened today. Kristaps Porzingis, who was the Knicks' most promising homegrown prospect since Patrick Ewing, or in the last 35 years, um, this morning everything was fine. He was on the Knicks. The Knicks had lost 19 of their last 20 games. They were well along the chase for Zion Williamson. And that all came crashing down because two hours later, it went from he's unhappy with the direction of the team to he's demanding a trade to these eight teams are interested to he's on the Mavericks and the Knicks are getting a return that does not include a clear blue chip player that does most likely does not include um, a lottery pick given how good Dallas should be going forward between Porzingis and Doncic. And it really is all about cap relief. So I guess the... The hope with this deal, if you're New York, is that there is some kind of off-the-record agreement that Kevin Durant and a second star are coming to New York after this season. And if that doesn't happen, then this trade was a massive failure. And there are rumors out there that KP's brother Giannis was interfering in kind of a Uncle Dennis-y way in San Antonio. Um, and if that's true, you got to give the Knicks front office a little bit of the benefit of the doubt in saying like, look, this was always going to be cancerous. This was never going to work out. But I don't know. I have my doubts about that. It just seems all too convenient in terms of the timing. And just given the Knicks long-term track record, it's hard to believe that the front office didn't play some role in what's frankly a basketball tragedy. Porzingis was the guy who was, who at least I thought was going to be my favorite Dick ever. I, I thought he was going to play 15 to 20 years here, I thought he was going to potentially be in the Hall of Fame. I still think that's a possibility if his body doesn't break down because he's just that good and that unique. And the fact that the Knicks, after all these years of trying, finally found that dude. Um, there was a great tweet from former Locked On Knicks host Jared Dubin today saying, Charlie Ward was the last Knicks draft pick to sign a second deal with the team for longer than one year. He was drafted when I was seven. I'm now 30. And that, that just gives you an idea of what Porzingis represented to this franchise. And for that not to work out, whether that's ultimately on Porzingis or the Knicks front office, is heartbreaking. And that's really all I can make of it at this time. If they end up with Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving, maybe I, maybe I change my mind long term. But right now, this sucks. Good stuff there from uh, Gavin Shaw of Locked On Knicks. Very informative about what's going on with that situation and uh, obviously where the Knicks can go um, since the trade of Chris Stapp's Porzingis to the Dallas Mavericks. And um, the West is going to look the West is going to look dramatically different next year. And, and I still still think things have a chance to really set up for Oklahoma City to have a a two year three year window open for them to have an opportunity to, at worst, play for the NBA championship, depending on what Kevin Durant does at Golden State. Um, bats, obviously somebody's not doing their job in San Antonio to keep bats out of <laughs> out of the AT&T Center or wherever the hell it is that the uh, San Antonio Spurs play. Manager nobly not on hand to play Exterminator last night, but Bats did delay the Spurs game. I, here's here's my take on this. I am a fan of bats. I think bats are very cool, and it's not just because I'm a total Batman geek. They're just really cool animals to me. I, I think the Spurs are missing an opportunity during the offseason 
to open up their arena as a bat observatory. So for freaks like me, well, I call it freaks like me, if, if you're a bat enthusiast like I am and like my oldest son, I would actually go to that arena to stand among the bats and I would pay admission to go stand among the bats. This is another way to make money. You've got to capitalize on what it is that you're doing and I don't see the Spurs doing that. They're a smart organization. We give the Spurs a lot of credit, but this is an opportunity to make extra cash that they are completely missing out on. This is the Locked on Thunder podcast. I'm Eric G. I thank you very much for joining us today. And we will be back on Monday talking about the Thunder and their games versus the Heat and the Celtics and taking a look to the week ahead. And until Monday, may God bless you and your family. Be excellent to each other. Everybody love everybody. And, of course, peace, love, and thunder up. You are Locked On Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. 